This is Sagebrush Survival. Welcome, friends and survivors. This is episode 5 of the Sagebrush Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Blair, the Sagebrush Survivalist. Today, I'd like to speak to you about my EDC bag, or my EDC man purse, if you will. I say that jokingly, but I've always envied the ladies because you ladies can carry a purse and it's fashionable and traditional for you to do so. So you have the ability to carry more of the things that you could possibly need throughout the day. Back in the um, 1800s or uh, older times, men would carry a bag called a possible's pouch or a haversack. And um, until recently, men just haven't been able to get away with that. But lately, I've been seeing it more and more, especially in urban areas. Your area could be different. But in my area, I'm seeing a lot more guys carrying satchels, crossbody bags, um, fanny packs, just different types of bags, and it's becoming more and more accepted. So lately, I've been experimenting with carrying different bags, and I think I have the main bag that I like to carry down now. Um, I've experimented with different sizes, um, different types of bags, and I tend to like something that's more compact, something that I'm actually going to have on me every day. If you just Google, you know, on YouTube or wherever, you know, EDC bag, you're going to see a plethora of bags, and most of these are just too big. And um, I just... I'm really skeptical that the people who say that they're carrying these big bags actually carry them every day. You know, unless you work at a job where um, you have to have your laptop with you or something like that, uh, that would be the exception. Um, For most people, I don't see them keeping their EDC bag on them when they're running into the store or just running errands and stuff like that. I, I would guess that it probably gets left in the car most of the time. And it's not going to do you any good if there's an emergency and your bag is out in your car. So the bag I've kind of settled on is a smaller bag that I can carry on me at all times, pretty much. And it's basically a fanny pack, but I don't carry it as a fanny pack usually. I usually sling it over my shoulder like a crossbody bag. But I like the versatility of having a small fanny pack because... If I want to, I can also carry it around my waist, like a a waist bag or a traditional fanny pack. Um, Just for example, uh, I was walking, taking a walk with my daughter and my dog yesterday, and I had my daughter in a baby carrier on my chest, and I couldn't carry my bag over my chest. It just wouldn't wouldn't work with the baby, so I just wrapped it around my, my waist, and so... A smaller bag like this, it gives you a lot of versatility. The downside is you can't carry as much, but um, I just don't see myself carrying a whole lot of stuff anyway. So this is working out well for me, and I think it'll probably be my mode of carry for a while. So let's talk about what I carry in my, my EDC bag. Now this is a supplement to my pocket EDC, the stuff that's always in my pants or my belt. Um, Ethan and I went over this a few months ago. If you want, you can go back and check out that episode. And I'll probably update it, you know, within the next year, uh, talk about what's in my pockets. 
But um, this bag is is a supplement to that because you can only carry so much in your pockets. You know, even me, I like to wear cargo pockets, um, which is annoying to my wife, of course. Um, but there's only so much you can carry, so I, I like to have a little EDC bag as well. Um, the main purpose for this bag, as I see it, is to deal with emergencies that could could come up. And the most likely emergency is a medical emergency. So I've kind of uh, put an emphasis on medical gear in this bag. The bag that I carry is made by Hill People Gear. It's called their Waste Pack. And it's it's not very big. It's about eight and a half inches long by about six inches tall and two to two and a half inches deep. So it's not obtrusive. I can carry it every day. It doesn't really get in the way of anything. Um, I could wear it with a backpack if I've got it slung over my chest. Um, I can, like I said, wear it around my waist. It doesn't really seem out of place. I haven't gotten any weird looks or anything like that. So it's it's working out well. So what's in there? Like I said, it's uh, I like to keep a lot of medical stuff. I like to be able to help out if there's an, a medical emergency, if someone... Um, has an accident or if I have an accident and so the main things that I'm I'm putting in here are medical items what have I got in there first thing I have is a mini first aid kit from a company called Solatac it's s-o-l-a-t-a-c solatac.com um, this is like a little kind of a boo-boo kit um, it's got stuff for minor bleeding it's got band-aids it's got uh, roll gauze, which is just a gauze that's rolled up, and you can wrap it around a, an arm, or you can stuff it in a wound, something like that. It's got um, antibiotic ointment to dress a wound. It's got iodine for cleaning wounds. Um, it's got some more gauze. And then, importantly, it's got a pair of nitrile gloves, so you can protect your hands, if, um, especially if you're coming to the aid of someone else. You don't want to... Uh, get yourself infected, uh, mix their bodily fluids with your bodily fluids. Um, you never know if you're if you've got like a cut on your hands or something like that. So it's really important to protect your hands. So that's what's in my mini first aid kit. Now, in addition to that, um, I've also got a tourniquet, which is pretty much the only thing that's going to help if you have a major arterial bleed on a limb, like your arm or your leg. And you really need to get that tourniquet on there fast if you've got a, a bad bleed like that. Um, get training. Uh, you're going to want to know exactly when to put this on. But the main thing is arterial bleeding, which is bright red. It's uh, spurting, like with your heartbeat. You can see it kind of pumping out. Your heart is pumping that blood out. Um, when that happens, you have very little time. You know, you've got like a minute, a minute and a half before someone is going to pass out and die. So you need to have a tourniquet on there. I recommend you get a, a really good tourniquet. Don't get a cheap one. Don't get a knockoff. Get something like a uh, cat tourniquet or a, um, I forgot the name of the other one I have. Anyway, get yourself a nice quality tourniquet. All right. Um, the next thing is, is also for bleeding control. I carry some Z-fold gauze. So it's it's folded like a Z, 
and you pull it out and it uh, it's very compact, but you open it and you pull it out and you've got all this gauze. You can use it to pack in wounds. You can wrap it around limbs, kind of like the roll gauze. Um, some of the Z-fold gauze they sell is actually impregnated with a hemostatic agent, which is a blood clotting agent. So when you pack wounds with it, it's going to uh, react or interact with that blood and help it coagulate and clot. And so um, some of those deep wounds where you can't get a tourniquet on, like um, a wound in your torso or your, your hips area, your armpit, something like that, uh, you'll want to pack that wound nice and tight, and that hemostatic agent can help um, stop the blood. So those are the two major trauma things I carry. Um, I should probably get a chest seal because I'm trained to use that. Um, I don't have an extra one right now. I've, I've got one in my police gear. Um, but I will definitely be getting a chest seal put in here as well. That's something that's going to be useful for penetrating trauma to the chest. Um, when you puncture that, that chest cavity, that thoracic cavity, you want to have something to seal that up. So I'll be adding a chest seal, and uh, and those are my, my main trauma items. Now, I've also got some other minor medications for, you know, um, just pain and other different ailments. So I've got ibuprofen in there, which is good for a whole range of stuff, um, swelling, pain, headaches, things like that. Um, Next, I've got Imodium, which is really important. It's, um, it's, it helps diarrhea. That's, that's what it's for. Um, and that can really kind of ruin your day if you don't get it under control, especially in a disaster scenario. So Imodium is important. And then I've got Benadryl, which is an antihistamine um, for allergic reactions, uh, things like that, bites, um, stings maybe. Um, that's the main medications I have. And then another item I have for first aid is kind of, uh, uh, unusual, but I have a signal mirror. Um, a signal mirror can be used for signaling, but this is mainly an urban survival kit. So I, I probably won't be signaling with it, but the mirror can really help if you have a cut or a wound on your face or someplace else that's hard to see, like, uh, your back or the backs of your legs. And uh, that signal mirror can really come in handy. And it, the one I have is really, really tiny. It's, um, excuse me, um, it's, I think it's called a star flash. It's only like maybe two and a half inches by an inch and a half. So it takes up very little space and um, the mirror really comes in handy. So that's, that's pretty much the extent of my first aid and, and, uh, medical stuff. Uh, what else do I carry? Um, there are times when I will carry a gun in my EDC bag. Um, I always carry a gun on my body. Um, I'm, I like to carry it in my pocket, so I usually have a pistol in my pocket. Um, but whether I'm carrying a pistol in my pocket or a pistol in my belt, uh, sometimes I'll want to just carry an extra pistol in my bag because I can carry a bigger one and I can carry extra ammo for it as well. So that's not something I always I always do, but it's it's an option that I have with the uh, the EDC bag. 
And it really comes in handy in situations where it's harder to conceal. Like if I'm wearing gym clothes or beach clothes or um, just, you know, tighter fitting clothing, stuff like that. It comes really in handy to be able to have a quick access bag to carry a pistol. And the thing I like about the Hill People Gear um, waist bag is it's got a compartment in the back that's dedicated to carrying a pistol. It's really fast and easy to get your pistol out of there. Uh, the way they designed it is just ingenious. You can kind of rip it open and the zippers come undone and you can grab your pistol. So um, it's got some Velcro in there. If you, if you want to use one of those Velcro style holsters, what I do is I carry a little trigger guard holster. Uh, this holster, or basically a tri trigger guard cover, it's made by Raven Concealment, and it's got a little lanyard hole on it. So you snap it onto the trigger guard, and it just covers that. doesn't add any bulk. And then you tie off the uh, holster to a tab inside the, the EDC bag. And so when you pull your pistol out, the... Uh, the trigger guard pops off and just stays attached to the bag. So again, it's really easy, adds very little bulk, and it it's safer because you don't want to be reaching in your bag and grabbing onto that pistol and accidentally grabbing the, the trigger and having a negligent discharge. Um, you need, whatever, however you carry a gun, you absolutely need to, to cover that trigger guard. Um, having an accident like that, you could shoot yourself, you could shoot, you know, a bystander, and that's the last thing you need as you are trying to pull your gun out to defend yourself. So always, always, always. Okay, so that covers medical and defense. Um, the next little items I like to carry are kind of for peace of mind. They're for low probability events in an urban situation, but I like to carry them just because it... Uh, you know, gives me a warm and fuzzy, uh, gives me that confidence and uh, peace of mind, I guess. So I like to carry some fire starting starting gear. I already carry a lighter in my pants, um, a lighter, and I wrap duct tape around it. So I've got that, that duct tape, which is a great multi-use item. But in my EDC bag, I also like to carry a ferrocerium rod, which is a small rod that is made out of flammable metals like magnesium and other metals and what what you do is you scrape this rod with a sharp like back of your knife or some other sharp object and it creates sparks so the lighter is always my first option for starting fire but as with any technology lighters can break they can run out of fuel and uh you know most of the time that lighter is going to work but i like to have a backup that's part of being Part of my survivalist philosophies is having backups and redundancies, especially for something as important as fire. So I carry that ferro rod, and then I carry some tinder. Um, there's a company called, or a, a product called Tinder Quick. And Tinder Quick is like a little cotton that is impregnated in uh, some type of petroleum product. It's waterproof, it's windproof, and it probably burns for two to three minutes. Um, it's a really, really cool product. It's very, very compact, very light, adds hardly any bulk to my bag, and uh, they come four in a tiny little plastic bag, but I just keep two in there. 
And what you do is you pull them out, you kind of fluff them up because they're they've got, they're made out of cotton. You fluff them up so that uh, the spark will catch on all those fibrous cotton materials, and you just uh, strike your your ferrocerium rod um, into that, and then that will burn for quite some time. And you can use that to start a fire if it's wet, and you need to you know dry out some some of a, some other wood. And it's just a a really really good option to start a fire in uh, bad conditions. So I love that tinder quick. Uh, the next thing I carry is cordage. Um, cordage has, of course, 100 uses, and most people carry a 550 cord, which is a military parachute cord. 550 cord, though, is a little bit bulky, and I'm trying to, to make this kit as compact as possible. Um, so I carry something called 325 cord, which does not have the strength of 550 cord, but it's plenty strong for what I need it to do, and it's smaller diameter. Um, it's similar to the 550 cord in that it's got an outside sheath with strands inside it, only instead of seven strands like the 550 cord, it's got uh, three strands. So you can pull those strands out to make extra cordage or... Um, you know, fishing line or something like that. And it's uh, it's basically just as useful as 550 cord, just maybe a little bit harder to work with because of the smaller diameter. But again, this is supposed to be a compact kit, so it fits really well in this kit. The next thing I carry is for water collection and water purification. So I carry some water purification tabs. They're made out of uh, chlorine dioxide, and you drop them in a quart of water, uh, you wait a few hours, and you've got clean water. Um, I usually pre-filter that water with my bandana that I always keep in my back pocket, and then I can uh, drop the waterproof, waterproof or sorry, not waterproof, uh, water purification tab in there. Now, what do I use as a container? I've got a couple of options. For this small bag, I use something called a Whirlpack bag, and you can get these on Amazon for very cheap. Um, they come, you can get six of them for nine or ten dollars. And basically, they stand up on their own. They're made of plastic. They are a roll top bag, so they've got a wire in the top that you roll down the top, or you can kind of whirl it, um, hold on to both ends of the wire and whirl it, and then fold the wire over. It's not 100% leak-proof, but it's it's a good option. If you need to purify some water, you can use it in conjunction with the water purification tabs. Um, these bags are made for like scientists and people who need to collect water samples, um, but they work really well for the survivalist as well. Um, they're reusable, they're, they're pretty tough, they're pretty thick plastic, and they're good for my uh, use which is just as, as compact as possible. Now, if you want something that's a little bit little bit more bulky, but a little bit more durable and useful, there is something called the Aqua Pouch. The Aqua Pouch is sold by a company called Survival Resources. So it's uh, just survivalresources.com. This pouch is a little bit more useful because it's got grommets at the top that you can use to put your paracord through, and then carry the pouch over your shoulder. Um, it also seems to be a little bit thicker plastic, a little bit more durable, 
Um, but it's just a great little water bag. It takes up just barely more space than the world pack bag. And, uh, it is a little bit more expensive. It's $7 for one, but I think it's worth it. Um, $7 is not a lot, not a high price to pay for the peace of mind that you're going to get, um, from having a, a good water carrying container. So that's water. Um, next, I like to carry a small multi-tool. Um, again, I'm going compact here. I, I would love to have a full-size Leatherman tool. Um, there's so much capability with that. But it's not something I, I find myself using all that much. And when I do use a multi-tool, I usually find that one of the smaller like keychain-style tools work for me pretty well. Um, so I like the, the Leatherman Squirt P4. It's got scissors, it's got pliers, screwdrivers, a file, a knife. Um, it's got a bunch of tools for a, a tiny little package, maybe as long as your thumb and, uh, you know, thinner and wider. So that little tool really comes in handy. And then attached to that, I've got a little squeeze light. I always carry a, a full-size flashlight in my pockets, but having the little squeeze light as a backup is really nice because um, batteries can sometimes run out at the most inconvenient time. So having a little extra squeeze light doesn't take up much space and it's nice to have as a backup. Next, I carry some chapstick. Um, pretty self-explanatory for lips, but chapstick also has a bunch of uses. Um, you can, it'll burn. You can use it to uh, protect metal surfaces like on your knife. Um, all kinds of stuff. Chapstick's great to have. That's about all I carry in my bag, but if you have a larger bag, maybe you have a large purse, or you're the kind of person who carries a messenger bag or something like that, um, there's some other things you might want to consider throwing in there. Um, these are probably less useful for urban survival, but um, they're good to have anyway. If, if there was a major disaster, you would. these are some items you would definitely want. So you might want to think about some snare wire. Snare wire can be used for repairing things. Um, it can be used for, used for snaring animals. All kinds of uses for that. Next would be like a fishing kit, a compact fishing kit. Um, fishing seems to be one of the most reliable methods for catching food, at least for me. Um, so I like to have a fishing kit when I can. Um, oh, one couple things I forgot in my that I actually do carry. I was just looking at my list again. I carry a little folding saw. It's made by Tops, and it's basically just a little hacksaw that has a pivot and a little plastic, um, I don't know, little plastic sheath, basically. So it's like a folding knife, but it's a folding saw. And uh, again, it's very, very slim, very short. It's not the most useful saw in the world, but it does the trick. It'll do, you know, anything a, hacks, a short hacksaw will do. I also carry a pen and paper, uh, leaving messages for people, uh, writing lists if my if my phone goes dead. And then I carry a mini Sharpie, which really comes in handy more than you would think. Um, Sharpies are really useful, and the mini and the mini Sharpie is small; it takes up very little space. Okay, back to the back to the possibles that you might want to carry, but I I don't generally carry you might want to carry a wire saw. 
wire saw is generally 18 inches to two feet long. You can saw bigger logs than you could with the folding saw. Um, you got to have a good technique for a wire saw. Uh, if you're just like kind of pulling on it um, back and forth, they tend to heat up. They tend to start kinking and uh, binding in the wood. So you want to kind of hold it like a like tooth floss kind of, and you're sawing back and forth uh, through logs and things like that. But wire saws are incredibly useful. Uh, needle and thread would be good. Repairing your clothes, repairing gear. Um, you can get really heavy-duty nylon thread, and that will work not only for your clothes, but for uh, repairing packs and things like that. You might want to consider a whistle, um, signaling people, getting people's attention. Um, a whistle for the weight and space it takes up, it, it really is a no-brainer to have a whistle. Um, compass and map. Um, in my city, I really don't need a compass because most of the streets run north-south or east-west, and I've got um, a big mountain range to the east of me. I can always know that that's east. Um, and it's just it's just easy to keep my bearings in my area. But if I was traveling, I would I would definitely throw a compass and a map in there. Um, next, you might want to carry some kind of energy bar or gel. Um, runners and cyclists like to carry these little gel packs that they just squirt into their mouth, and it's just uh, sugar and and different energy uh, goo, basically, <laughs> that gets them through their uh, athletic event. Um, and these are really compact, and it's something that I carry when I go out in the woods. I don't necessarily carry it around town, but... If you have more space in your bag, an energy gel or an energy bar would be a great thing to put in there. Next, um, for uh, shelter, consider a poncho or a space blanket. These are pretty compact, and they may seem kind of flimsy. They may seem uh, not that useful, but it's a lot better than nothing. It's going to help keep your heat uh, the space blanket especially is going to help keep your heat um, coming back toward your body and not escaping into the atmosphere. It's uh, when you need it, you need it, you know, and it's it's a lot better than nothing. A poncho, a small poncho. The um, the really flimsy ones that are like a dollar. Again, those are better than nothing. I would I would look at something if you have the space, something a little bit more rob robust, like maybe. Uh, one made by frog togs or um you know if you look around you can find some pretty decent ponchos that you know take up a little bit more space but uh man there's they're a lot more useful when you can use them as overhead cover you know with your paracord um the flimsy ones tend to get blown around by the wind and i've i just haven't had good luck with them again i, I think it's better than nothing but if I'm going to carry a poncho, I, I generally like to carry one that's a little bit more robust. All right, the last thing uh, would be really useful for urban survival, and that's just a small pry bar. A uh, pry bar um, can get you in places you might need to. It can save the tip of your knife if you're opening cans or, or, or things like that. Um, 
you know, many a knives have been broken by people using them for a purpose that they're not intended for. So having a little pry bar in there, uh, these are these are getting really popular now. You can find lots of tools that have a pry bar and then they have integrated um, other tools like a, an X-Acto knife or a, a can opener or a bottle opener or something like that. So a small pry bar can really come in handy. And uh, that's about all that I want to go over for an EDC pack. Uh, this can easily get out of control. You can easily start adding, you know, a million things to it. And I just think most people, if it gets too big, big, they're just going to leave it in their car uh, or leave it at home. So uh, just just be careful. You're not adding way too much to your kit. Um, if there's anything you think I missed, um, you can let me know. But I generally carry a pretty solid EDC in my pants as well. So I have a lot of stuff that I need. Um, but definitely shoot me a message over on Instagram. It's uh, sagebrush underscore survival. You can send me email. It's sagebrushsurvivalist at gmail.com. And I would love to answer your messages there. I'd love to talk about them on the podcast. This podcast is for you, people. And uh, I want to tailor it to you if there's you know a specific question or a need that you have. So definitely send me a message on one of those platforms. Um, Patreon as well, if you want to send me a message on Patreon. Uh, if you would like to support this podcast and you have a little bit of money left over, at the end of the month after you've uh, uh, gotten your preps in order, I would really appreciate the support. Um, Patreon is $3 a month. It's patreon.com forward slash uh, survival. And um, if you can do that, I would appreciate it and I would be forever grateful. Before we close, I want to give you a tip of the week as well as the Liberty Quote of the Week. So the tip of the week is for gloves. If you carry gloves in the backcountry or on hikes or anywhere, get yourself a carabiner or uh, some type of uh, biner to carry your gloves on your belt or your pack. Most gloves these days have a loop of some kind so that you can uh, loop it to a carabiner. And this, I've found, is the best way not to lose your gloves. Um, I've lost gloves before when I try and stuff them in a pocket and I I don't notice that one of the, the gloves falls out. So I've taken to storing my gloves, gloves on a carabiner. All right, Liberty Quote of the Week. This is from uh, our good friend Tom, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say his name for some reason. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States, writer of the Declaration of Independence. He says, rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to our will within the limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. I do not add within the limits of the law because the law is often but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates the rights of, an, of the individual. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, please give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. If you are listening on um, iTunes or any kind of platform that allows you to rate 
and review the podcast, I would really, really appreciate that. If you could take some time to do that, that really helps with, um, you know, people, uh, getting exposed to the podcast and I would really appreciate it. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I appreciate you all and take nothing for granted. Okay. Take care.